to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks and I am your host. I'm a retail transformation specialist, a consultant, a coach, and here to help retailers to define their ideal operating model and deliver the change and the transformation so they can become more profitable and more relevant in the ever-evolving world of retail. Thank you for tuning in. This one is episode 174, number 174. Now, throughout the entire journey of defining and delivering any given retail transformation program, there are decisions along the journey. Lots and lots of decisions. And for each one of these decisions, there may be many options on the table. And as you look at these options, some of the decisions become no-brainers when you really start to look at them. But every so often, you come to a decision where there is just no right answer. You look at all of the different options. They all look equally good, or maybe they look equally bad. So what do you do when there is no right answer? Well, that's what we're diving into in today's episode You'll be able to find the show notes at obandco.uk slash 174. That's obandco.uk slash 174. And whilst you are over there, you can sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, my weekly email newsletter to give you insights and intel into the ever-evolving world of retail, including key headlines and insights to help guide you on the path to successful retail transformation. You can sign up for free over at the show notes, www.obandco.uk slash 174. So what should you do when you are faced with a decision and there is no right answer? Well, just before we get into that, I'm going to ask you to imagine for a moment. Imagine that you're a child again. And you go into one of those old-fashioned, old-school sweet shops with shelves all the way up to the ceiling, filled with jars, each one a different type of sweet, the price written on the jar, and maybe one of those stepladders on wheels to help reach the very tallest one. And you need to be served. It's not a help-yourself kind of store. And you're queuing up and you're thinking about what you're going to have when you get to the front Now, you only have a small amount of money, not enough for everything you want, of course. And you're desperate. You can't wait until it's your turn. You edge closer and closer to the front of the queue. And then suddenly, there you are. You are at the front of the queue. And the server looks you in the eye. They reach for a new paper bag. You hear the rustling as they open it up. What will it be, they say to you. Your eyes widen darting left to right, left to right, up and down, front to back, taking in the different colours, the different shapes, the different sizes, textures, thinking of the flavours. You can almost taste it. With every breath that you breathe in, there is a sugary smell that fills the air. And you think desperately, what am I going to choose? 
and you realise there is no right answer. You could choose the cola bottles, but if you do that, you won't be able to have the jelly babies. But if you choose the jelly babies, that means no fizzy strawberries. And of course, you can't forget the fried eggs either. But that quickly makes you realise that if you choose one of those options, you'll miss out on the cola bottles. Your brain goes round and round super quickly. Decisions, decisions. Your mouth is salivating. Your eyes continually dart. The people behind you are getting restless and you get asked once again, what will it be then? And right there in that moment, you know that if you do not choose quickly, you're going to lose your place. You're going to have nothing. You see, tough decisions have existed around us all of the time, our entire lives. The difference is that now the decisions are bigger, harder, more meaningful, probably. (laughs) Maybe they involve lots of money. Maybe they impact a great many people in good or bad ways. And nowadays, the hard decisions that you face could have major and wide-reaching implications, far beyond the two or three minutes of walking out of that particular sweet shop. And I'm sure you can think of some decisions that you have faced, either currently or in the recent past, where there seemed to be no right answer. Maybe it was about defining your future plans, your future strategy. Maybe it's about making sales and profit forecasts in the short term following a global pandemic where there is no data from 2021 or 2020 because they were unusual years and 2019 seems so long ago. Equally, another tough decision, what will the forecasts be in the long term? What is the five-year plan and is it actually worth anything? What's the best solution to a specific problem? How are you going to cut costs? Should you deliver a particular transformation? Maybe it's a people-based issue. What are you going to do with this individual or this group? Will this particular option work? And I could keep going. There are many different hard decisions that you know you face, right? And when you look at all of these as a group, these are tough decisions because there is no clear cut, guaranteed, does what it says on the tin, right answer. There may be a clear answer. Great. It's not a tough decision. But as you know, there will be many times where there is no obvious right answer. There is uncertainty, there is risk, but you need to work out what to do. So today I've got a few tips to help you answer that question. What should you do to make a hard decision? And spoiler alert, there is no easy approach to this because each and every situation is unique in and by itself. So I've got a number of different strategies and approaches which I'd like to share with you really with the aim of provoking some thoughts in your head about what you could do differently next time you come up against those tough decisions. So the first particular thing that you must do when you are in a place where there is no right answer is that you must realise that you have a decision in front of you. Now maybe this sounds obvious, but there are many times where people just don't realise that they are facing a decision, even though they are trying to decide what to do. And if you are facing a decision, then the most important thing to realise is that a decision will be made with or without you complying. And the default decision that will be made 
is to do nothing, to continue on as you are, choosing the status quo, essentially. Now, there are going to be times where that is okay. In fact, you may also decide that doing nothing is actually the best option. But equally, there are going to be times where doing nothing, making no decision and letting that default answer be the decision is perhaps the worst possible choice. So once you realise that there is a decision in front of you, you need to consider all of the different options with that default option of doing nothing being the natural answer. That is what is going to happen unless you choose to do something differently. And with all of those different options, including do nothing, you can weigh up the different pros and cons, work out which is best, or occasionally you may need to work out which is the least worst. And you also need to recognise that the decision-making window does close at some point. That is when that do-nothing defaults as the selected option. But we'll come back to timelines in a little bit. Now, once you realise you are facing a decision, of course, there are many decision-making tools and techniques that you may employ. In fact, you may have already employed them to get to this stage where you realise that there is no right answer. You know, maybe you've looked at doing a comparison or a selection matrix. Maybe it's a cost-benefit analysis. Maybe you've tried to do some modelling. Whatever you choose to do, this is about adding structure to the conversation, which is a good approach to take it, makes it more methodical and less emotional. Although there are times where that emotional aspect might be very useful to make that decision, right? You can think about tangible versus intangible benefits. Maybe you can assign a nice pound figure or a dollar figure, or maybe it's more of a feeling, something that's really difficult to compare against, let's say, a a financial figure. Now, applying these decision-making tools and techniques is absolutely a great approach to take, but there are times, and I can certainly think of a few I've faced in my time, where you do this and you still have a few options which are so close and you can't quite determine which is the best one. Or you sum everything up and the answer it gives you, you just feel it's not right. I can't quite describe it. It's almost, it is a gut feel, an instinct, right? Where it's like, it just doesn't feel right. And you're then faced with the decision, do I go with the numbers or do I go with almost my heart, right? My gut feel. But let's just stop right there for a moment and think about what could happen if you are faced with this tough decision where there is no right answer. There are probably three broad things that could happen when you are faced with this tough decision. Number one, you could procrastinate. You could um and you could ah and you're full of inaction. You can't decide. You decide to go deep into analysis and you risk this whole analysis paralysis It's like a rabbit in the headlights, right? Do I go left? Do I go right? What do I do? What do I do? And you have to be careful because splat is the risk, right? (laughs) So procrastination is a real risk when faced with a tough decision. But on the complete polar opposite, the other approach that you could take is something that's called extinction by instinct. This is where you pull the trigger. You just make a decision. Great, let's do that. And it's almost too quick you haven't really fully considered what you are facing. You haven't considered maybe all the options. And you are making a snap decision without knowing all of the facts. And you do face, as the name extinction by instinct, risks some real danger, right? And then the other option 
is somewhere in between, which hopefully is what I'm going to encourage you to do today. (laughs) And that is about taking a deeper look at the challenge you are facing, making sure that you are not just going purely on gut feel, but you are taking another look at everything, but with a very real recognition that you have to do something. You cannot go into that procrastination rabbit in the headlights moment. So with another angle, I think it's always important to think about the problem that you are facing and reviewing that problem quite deeply. Obviously, dependent on the time available, you don't want to get caught into that procrastination trap, right? But you do want to think, have I really understood the problem? Have I identified the root causes? Am I actually trying to solve the root causes? Have I identified edge cases and whether that offers opportunity or threat to the wider problem? You know, do you have a complex problem that is actually multiple problems all intertwined, muddled up together? And actually, could you segment your big complex problem into smaller, simpler problems? And are there ways you can mix and match the different options to best target a whole collection or range of smaller challenges? And then also with the problem, you need to think, is it tough for you because of what other people will think of you and of your determination, your decision? Or is it tough for another reason? Because the problem of decision making might be different to the actual genuine problem that you are trying to solve. Again, two decisions that are intermingled, making it complex, making it even harder. So really do look to understand the particular problem that you are trying to solve. Next, if you are trying to make a hard decision, you have to be in the right mindset for making a good decision. So how do we get into the right mindset? What does this mean? Now, I'm sure you'll have lots of good ideas as well. And there are many different facets here. You need to be not tired. If you're tired, your brain's going to be cloudy. You can't make the clear decision. You need to be not decision fatigued, which is subtly different than tired. This is the concept whereby if you are making a lot of decisions, your brain gets increasingly confused and increasingly it's difficult to make a decision. And, you know, there are plenty of examples where perhaps successful people who have to make a lot of decisions through their day choose to get their clothes out the night before so they don't need to think about it in the morning or they choose to have the same thing for breakfast every single day. Again, avoiding having to make an easy, non-important decision early in the day and almost using up all of your decision stamina, your decision energy. And instead, you've done all those easy decisions and suddenly you are decision fatigued. To get in the right mindset, you might want to take yourself out, take a break, clear your head. You know, particularly in this modern world with notifications pinging off left, right and centre, running from meeting to meeting, you are continually task switching. You are continually distracted. And if you're trying to concentrate on this really hard decision, that's not going to help. You might need to get moving feed your brain with oxygen. I'm always incredibly amazed at just how effective that can be to get that clarity. Get some fresh air, absorb some nature to get you to think differently. So it's important to be in the right frame of mind for making a hard decision. And you must recognise if you are or are not in that right frame of mind when you are facing a tough decision. Perhaps that will give you 
the instant unlock that you're desperately looking for. Another thought here is to look from a different perspective. Do you have all of the relevant stakeholders involved in the decision? Could they add a separate angle, a separate idea or a bit of feedback that will help you come to a conclusion? Equally, look at your current stakeholder council. Are they equally split? Are they unsure? Or do they have a unanimous viewpoint? And equally, when you are looking at that stakeholder council almost, are there stakeholders there who are having an overly loud voice? Perhaps they're not qualified enough or not qualified in the right way to make this particular decision. Or maybe they have this council to help you make the decision needs to be people that do have the authority to make that decision. And they do have a valid and unbiased and a meaningful opinion that you should be listening to. And if you have too many opinions that are not those things, that's going to confuse you in your own head. So think about, could you trim down that stakeholder council? Also, if you're thinking about getting another perspective, think about what another person would do. You know, what would the founder of your company do? Whether you have ever met them, or maybe you are the founder, which probably doesn't help. <laughs> but what would the founder, even if they lived, you know, 100 years ago, what do you know about their essence, their sort of almost their drive in what they were trying to set the company up for? Equally, what would one of your key mentors, either a current mentor or a previous mentor, you know, maybe your first manager, what would they do? And equally, what would they not do as well? So taking a different perspective could help you to come to a conclusion. Another angle here is around creativity. Now, maybe you are in a place where there is no right answer because you haven't got that right answer on the table. So maybe you need to think differently, think more creatively about finding the missing options. You know, brainstorm alternative choices and think about things we've already discussed. Understand the problem. Are you facing the root causes? How are the different options tackling those root causes? And is there something differently you could do if you look deeper into the problem? You know, think about what would be the ideal result here. Bring in other perspectives. Ask other people what their thoughts would be. What would their ideal result be? There are, of course, lots of different ways of thinking about a problem and thinking creatively to solve that problem. Employ all of those tactics right here, right now, to help demystify that tough decision in front of you. Let's look at this in a different way. Information is key to help decide what to do. But with information, you may find that you're overloaded. You have too much to understand. And is all of this information valid? Or actually, like what we were talking about with stakeholder perspectives and the stakeholder council, could you reduce the amount of information in front of you to help simplify the decision? Equally, at the other end of the spectrum, you may have a gap in the information. You may have a key insight that is missing or unclear. And think about what would you really want to know here? What would be that ideal piece of information that would make the decision an easy no-brainer? Now, you have to be careful with this one that you don't use this subconsciously as a reason for inactivity, indecision. That whole analysis paralysis is a very real risk here. You continually wanting more information, continually wanting something else. So do make sure you watch out for that one. Equally, when it comes to information, you could find that you are in a place where you have conflicting 
information. In fact, that's probably the case. But think about how are you testing and qualifying each single piece of information in front of you? Imagine you're in a police investigation. Detectives and investigators would look forensically. They would examine each piece of evidence in a case. Is it valid? Is it fair? Is it questionable? Is it overly biased? Does it make sense when surrounded with the other pieces of evidence? So think about the information in front of you. Do you have too much, too little, or is it conflicting? And what are you going to do about that? Now, in our modern day world, data, of course, is a key piece of information. And often we will obviously want to turn to what the data tells us and guide us towards which decision to make. But just like the, the, the broader information, the data could be inconclusive. And you need to think, do you have the right data? Is it the ideal data? And if not, how could you get the ideal data? Question, is the data clean? Is it undisputed or would a second pair of eyes, a second analysis come to an alternative conclusion? Is there too much noise or too much variation in your data set? So much so that you can't get a consistent reading. And this will prompt you to dive deeper into the data. Do you have multiple data sets that are conflicting? Do you need to segment the data to help clarify? Do you need to collect more data? Again, very worthy if you have the time, but analysis paralysis is a very real risk here. And we don't want to be caught like that rabbit in the headlights. Let's look at this in a different way. From information, the opposite to information is an assumption. Now, when we are missing information, what happens is our heads fill in the blanks with assumptions. Imagine you see a part of a picture, but there is something in the way. There is something covering up part of that picture. Our minds can quickly fill in the blank or the gap. We don't know what is hidden in that picture, so we make it up. We guess. We look at what is there. We extend the actual lines, the shapes and the colours. We connect the elements that we do know about with something sensible that fits in, that makes sense. It's a bit like the Wordle trend, right? <laughs> we don't know what the word is at the beginning and we uncover some clues and we fill it in, we guess. But whether it's Wordle or a picture or this tough decision in front of you, do we guess right? Perhaps, perhaps not. And when you are facing this decision, if there is something you don't know, then subconsciously, we are filling in the gaps. So the first stage to overcome this is to recognize where the gaps are, recognize where your mind is filling in the gaps and what are the assumptions that you are making. And then you need to test your assumptions with other people's assumptions, because if there is a gap for you, there's probably a gap for others. And so someone else is making an assumption about that gap too. And it's likely to not be the same assumption. And if you don't recognize this, then you're going to be looking at two completely different pictures, right? So unless you discuss the assumptions that are being made, you name them and record them in no uncertain terms, then you're not going to be aligned to your other stakeholders or your other colleagues. So let's get to a place where you and your colleagues recognize the assumptions that you are making and you are aligned on those. Now you need to test those assumptions. How can you tell if that assumption is true? It will guide you into where do you need to find more information. Again, major alert, you know what I'm going to say here, right? Analysis paralysis, don't get caught up, but do recognize 
where there are gaps. Recognize how you could quickly test those assumptions. And equally, another thought when it comes to those assumptions, think just for a moment, what if your assumption collectively was not true? What if it was completely the opposite? Would that make your decision easy? Would it present you with the right answer? Or would it actually still present a confusing challenge? Because if it is still confusing, it doesn't really matter what the truth of that assumption is with regard to this one decision, right? That might just help you to test the assumptions that you are making in the right way. And one more thing to consider when faced with this tough decision. Think about the timeline. Do you need to make a decision right now? We touched on this earlier on. That decision window will close at some stage. But when is that point? When is the default do nothing going to be selected? You may find that you have more time to test assumptions, to gather data, to challenge the information, to gather perspectives and all of the things we've spoken about. But you may equally need to make a very quick decision, at which point you need to prioritise what your approach is to best consider all of the things we've spoken about today. And with the timeline, think also about could you make a partial decision that starts to move you forward, but still presents the flexibility to change or adjust later on. And if you do need to change or adjust later on, what is the cost? Not just financially, but in terms of effort and emotion and so on. What happens if you do make the wrong decision and you do need to, like I say, change in the short term? And it might be that you intentionally let that decision window close. It might be that you decide to do nothing, to make no decision and then look to make another decision at some point in the future. Maybe that's not such a bad thing after all. But one thing I would urge you is do it intentionally. Know that you are walking into that particular path. Don't let it suddenly come at you as a surprise. And so I'm sure you have realised as we've been talking today, because I know you're a smart cookie, you need to be intentional with the decision that you are going to make. There is no single path to help you come up with the right answer. It needs a bespoke approach for your unique situation, your unique challenge. And you need to consider all of the above when faced with this, as well as the actual details of your problem. But above all, I would urge you to be intentional with the decisions that you are making. Recognise that it's a decision and think about things in a different way. Because sitting, stewing, doing the same thing, looking at the same data, the same information is probably... I might be wrong, but probably not going to give that sort of divine intervention that shows you the way suddenly. You need to think differently to come up with that answer. If you knew the answer all along, like we said at the beginning, it's not a tough decision. And that's great. That is great news. But you just need to crack on then. (laughs) Now, tough decisions are something I come up against all of the time when working with clients. And it's something that I think is a really fascinating element when it comes to transformation. And so if you'd like to chat more about how you can best take on a tough decision, how you can best find the right answer, then do feel free to reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And I do hope that you've picked up some golden nuggets from today's session to help you think differently. But if you would like to go even deeper, 
We've touched on lots of different conversations in previous episodes that I would totally encourage you to go and listen to next. Here are three to get you started. Firstly, in episode 121, number 121, I was looking at lessons from a criminal forensic investigation. We spoke about how the police would test evidence earlier on. And this whole episode dives in much deeper and might give you a different perspective to take on your investigations. Then in episode 163, number 163, I was speaking with Lou Banks as part of our Bunch of Banks' mini-series. And Lou and I were talking about learning to have conversations that matter. And a lot of this is diving into some of the things we have been talking about today in terms of stakeholder engagement and assumptions. And then finally, episode 168, number 168, would be excellent listening too. That was with Fiona McDonnell, the author of the book Two Mirrors and a Cheater, an episode called Think Differently and Redefine Success. And Fiona has some great perspectives to help you as the name suggests, think differently. And that might give you a different perspective too to make that tough decision a little bit easier. So those are three episodes to go and listen to now. If you'd like a quick refresh of those or you're looking for the links, then head over to today's show notes at obandco.uk slash 174. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And one quick ask before you go, why not share this episode with a colleague who you perhaps think is facing a tough decision or will be facing a tough decision. Maybe this episode is the helping hand they need and you could provide that helping hand. Thanks so much for tuning in. I look forward to joining you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.